0: And how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner.
1: A couple of armchair GMs who have yet to be wrong with any of their Timberwolves takes. <laughs> right. It's Flagrant Howls with Phil Mackey and Kyle Tykey.
0: Ooh, we are live here late at uh whatever time it is 11 43 central time you're on the pacific you're 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 good to go Nine forty-three 9 here kyle said dinner.
1: yeah life's good on the west coast
0: freshly shaved here um <laughs> look like a baby we're here to recap a i mean in a lot of ways a brutal loss but in some ways sort of a, a hopeful loss i guess depending on kind of where you stand as the wolves go back to minnesota for game three here but uh, they erase a 20 point deficit and by the way thanks for everyone hanging out with us here uh, on the score North youtube channel this is the first time we've ever been live with two different shows at the same time <laughs> judd's hockey show uh discussing a beatdown of the wild by dallas here so uh unprecedented we're trying to break the score North youtube channel if you could click the subscribe button and the like button here it'll help spread the word about this awesome community of minnesota sports fans uh, that we're trying to build here but uh, what's your I guess, what's your main takeaway here off of this incredible game, this incredible second half that the Wolves just sort of ran out of gas in?
1: Losing sucks. Like, the, the moral victories aren't a real thing. Um, to come back from, I think it was actually 21 points maybe at some yeah. point. Um, so if you're mad, like, you should be mad. People listening to this tune in, like, should be mad. But that's why you need to make the playoffs. Uh, yes, you're down 0-2. I'm a big believer in the series doesn't really start until the home team loses. I think target center should have no roof on Friday. But that's why you make the playoffs. Because all I'll remember from tonight is that this is so far and away Anthony Edwards' team. He was, I mean, he did it again. He just kind of, for the nerds in the chat, uh super saiyan mode he just kind of his hair goes blonde and he just when they were making that run in the third quarter he sprinted like a running back into this 30 foot three and as soon as it left his hands you knew it was good that was after he that was after the block too on, after the on block Jokic, right that, yep. that whole sequence man mm. uh i'm not we'll get into whoever you want and the wolves played eight guys tonight they lose by nine uh some questionable free throws at the end that might have affected uh uh, the final score for some people, myself included, but uh, yeah, he 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 was he was just the best player on the court, and that's no shade to Jamal Murray, who finished with 40 points on 13 of 22 shooting. But he just Antone has 41 on 14 of 23. He had six threes, gets the line eight times, two steals, three blocks, only one turnover. He's 21. I know people hate the age stuff, but he's 21, and Dude, he it's, yeah. he uh, he just did it again like he showed up again i don't if you want to criticize him it's like why why can't you just do this all the time like why do you sometimes look so lethargic in the first quarter are you hurt whatever he's clearly not hurt i don't think at any point the rest of the series we should talk about him being hurt or whatever like he he's good enough to play he was phenomenal again it sounds like a moral victory it sounds like an apology it's not it's just that i didn't we haven't seen that in a while ever since he rolled that ankle in chicago we haven't seen this version of him uh he's twenty-one. Everything that ever happens moving forward with this franchise for the rest of eternity should be all about how does it affect this kid from Atlanta? Because he yep. is he was far and away the best Wolves player tonight. I think he was the best player on the court all night.
0: This was uh, God, it's so tough because I know there's a lot of fans that are not getting I'm looking at the comments on <laughs> YouTube right now, and we'll pop some of them on the screen. There are a lot of fans who are pissed. Absolutely. The way they started, the way they played hundred their worst game of the year in game one. And they played basically just like that in the mm-hmm. first half. And they came alive a little at the end of the first half. And then the third quarter, fourth quarter, this is, but this has been the Wolves all year, dude. We've been talking yep. about this. I feel like you kind of joked a week or two ago that <laughs> if you look at even just the headlines and the tone of all the flagrant howls episodes, and we were doing one or two of them every single week, the whole season, it was like, There'd be one game where, oh my God, they've clicked, they've figured it out. Anthony Edwards, third year leap, Carl Anthony Towns is back, all this, and then and then the next episode is, oh my God, how could you lose to Blank, right? How could you lose to Detroit to Charlotte? So so you and I were texting during the game. This was the full 2022, <laughs> twenty three Timberwolves experience. Yep. All wrapped up into one game. You yep. had I guess the only thing missing was a blown double digit lead. So maybe maybe they, maybe at some point this series you can complete the full wolves experience in the series, but But to to play like they did in the first half is mind-numbingly frustrating for fans, and I totally empathize and get that. But to see what Anthony Edwards did in the second half is also hopeful, not only for the series, but more long-term. Dude, he is six years away from his peak. Think about that. Yeah, I saw you tweet that. I like that. six years away from his peak. Mm -hmm. And so I'm trying to balance here on behalf of the fans. I'm also annoyed and ticked off about five or six different things. And you know I could talk about Carl Anthony Towns putting up (laughs) another clunker for five hours. But I think the biggest takeaway for me and the thing that sticks the most with me is that bright lights, sort of a hostile Denver environment, you're down by 20, and Anthony Edwards, with the encouragement of his teammates on the bench in every timeout, absolutely took over in a game in which you have maybe a three-time MVP, you have Jamal Murray going off for 40, and you've got guys on your own team that are also highly paid $40 million players and and his star shine, the brightest. And so I guess that is also my biggest takeaway. Call us homers, call us pie in the sky, optimists if you want, but that was incredible
1: to watch in the second half, Kyle. It's not as fun to do this when they lose the last time they won. I just polished off a bottle of Pinot Noir and it was a tough (laughs) morning to then go wine tasting on Saturday. Um, so Wait, I don't you, I don't went wine tasting the dude, day don't blame after me. the do I didn't look at this on the <laughs> calendar on the on the fridge. Uh, so again, I, I'm not I just really. You hadn't really seen this version of him for a couple weeks. Uh, you didn't know if it would ever come back, especially because he was wearing an undershirt, which is like the biggest faux pas for me in basketball. I don't mind if you wore like long sleeves in like LA fitness runs or whatever. But when you wear an undershirt under a Jersey, it just, so he's like,
0: he's trying to hide the shoulder brace, right? Or the, like the shoulder tape. Something.
1: Or I mean, I don't know or else he's been hanging out with Nasri too much, but I just, I just hate it. I know he did rip the sleeve off. He's he's ripped the sleeve off, which was kind of cool and shows how tough he is. Um, no, I mean, you know, Carl again had 10 points, 12 rebounds, two assists, five turnovers, three of 12. We can do that same song and dance. Uh, I don't know. At some point, you tweeted out his stats, I think, in, like, 15 playoff postseason games, if, if you have those. That well, was I mean, really
0: do you want to do, do like a quick, quick? We don't have to, like, do the whole episode. Just I like just a quick yeah, side let's do a quick here. one.
1: I don't want to bury him because it's just like, at this point, I'm not going to focus on low-hanging. Like I just want to talk about the kid and some other yeah. observations, game, but well, hit me with let's, that. Let's do a quick because, so you know, the Wolves played eight guys tonight. And that's all you can do. Yeah. Well,
0: you you and I would stump for a ninth being Josh Minot. uh, That's true. That's true. Some throwing down 360 dunks at shoot around or practice. (laughs) That was so sick. Couldn't have used that for five minutes tonight, but whatever. Um, So the starting lineup, Mm -hmm. Torian Prince foul trouble all night, but he gives you you 18 minutes, four of eight from the field. He went three of six from downtown. That's pretty much like if you would have said, hey, Torian Prince is going to play like 20 minutes. He's going to hit three out of six threes. I would have said, okay, that's fine. Um, Gobert actually winds up playing some great game changing defense on, on, uh, Nicole Jokic in the third quarter. Yeah. Let's and put he, a pin he, in that. I want to talk okay. about him in a sec, but he goes seven, uh, seven of 11, 19 points, eight boards, four assists, kind of an energy guy, a spark guy. I thought he got, I thought he got called for a couple bad fouls in that game tonight. Uh, Mike Conley, just the consummate floor general, right? He goes for 14 and seven efficient shooting. He scores 14 points on nine shots. Anthony Edwards, 41 points, dude, on 23 shots. One of the most efficient performances of his career. And then the there's the fifth starter in this game. And again, this can just be a quick side street. I think the public can, uh, can find at least two or three other episodes of me ripping on Carl anthony Towns in the last week. 34 minutes, 3 of 12 from the field, 5 fouls, 5 turnovers. Again, 10 combined turnovers and fouls three made shots in 34 minutes and the number that I put out there. So he's now played in 16 playoff and play in games in his career, eight clunkers. And by clunkers, I mean six of the 15 he has shot 33% or worse. And in two of the other games in the Memphis series last year, he was in foul trouble all night long, made only seven combined shots versus nine turnovers in those two games. So, again, that's eight clunkers now for Cat. This isn't, like, subjective. These are just objectively eight atrocious games in the 16 playoff and playing games he's played. And, to, you know, obviously the first two games of the series, I think if he shows up in the first game, they still get beat. If he shows up tonight, I think they win, and that's the frustrating part.
1: Yeah, and I did have, a, I did have in my notes that, like, he did lead the team in 12 rebounds. They were actually—I know I'm— kind of reaching, but there were actually some pretty big rebounds. Like he was on the glass. I mean, Rudy only finished with eight. Um, But again, just the offensive thing, there was even, they were down seven with about a minute and 10 left. And they found Carl wide open in the corner. Uh, At that point, you just kind of have to hit him. (laughs) Like you just, you know, like when Michael Porter jr. Is open for a three and the ball moves around in their offense, he just hits it. And when Jamal, you know, like the best of the best, you just got to hit those big shots. Um, But yeah, his stat line is what it is. I thought again, if you look at, they had three guys with five fouls. We can talk about that at some point too. Um, Nick Busker says, "Jesus, Kyle." <laughs> <laughs> I, I like the other guy. The other guy that said, like, if imagine if Jaden doesn't punch a wall, it's true. Tonight was the tonight was the night that one of the first things I was like, "Oh, okay, this is the time where it's like, like I like even if Jaden's hand looks like you know a, a driver, like just put him out there, just guard. Who cares if he can't shoot? Kyle yeah. Anderson didn't necessarily spread on the floor, but." They really missed him because Mike Conley gives you as much as he can. I mean, he even would flop a little bit to try to draw some momentum charges and turnovers. But he just can't physically stay in front of a guy who is 10 years as, you know younger than him. Uh, but the Carl stuff, it is what it is. I mean, I don't know. We've done it enough. Uh, you would hope that he would come back and just, you know, he looks better. He looks in better shape since he came back. I mean, he's had enough time now to get into NBA shape. He's just not hitting threes, man. And you gave yourself the nickname of the best shooting big man of all time, like then you just got to back it up. But I don't know. I, I did want to ask you kind of your overall thoughts on like Rudy, because yeah. I had some maybe non-basketball thoughts, but like, I don't know. He finished with 19-8, four assists, one block, um, and he had five fouls too. Everyone had five fouls with like six minutes left in the game.
0: Yeah, sometimes it's, it's hard to tell with Rudy sometimes because the box score says one thing, and then sometimes the stuff you don't see in the box score can either be the value that he brings, or it can be the thing that sinks you. So, you know, he, almost every game he's going to give you like, you know, 13 or 14 points and 10 or 12 or 13 rebounds. But then the added value that doesn't show up in the box score, the the Mackie stat, as we coined it yeah. back at the beginning of the season, where he's altering possessions, altering shots. He's frustrating opposing players. And uh, and, it, and there's not, there's not like a quantifiable statistic for it. I thought he was more that version mm-hmm. than the other version where he still gives you like the 13 and the 12 and a block or something. But he's late on rotations. He's for whatever reason, um, just like not getting hands in passing lanes and, and whatnot. So I don't know. I I thought, and, I, and 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 maybe like if you look at the boxer too, he was actually the best plus minus of any Timberwolves. Thirty nine minutes, he was a plus six. Everybody else was a minus. So when he was on the court, the Wolves were at their best. And again, I thought his defense on Jokic in the third quarter. It kind of makes you wonder why was cat guarding Jokic for so much of this series. <laughs> Like yeah. I kind of want to ask Chris Finch, dude. I, you know, I mean, I think if you would have asked any of us idiots with microphones or any fan before the series, hey, does it make sense for Cat to get his lunch handed to him on defense, thus affecting his confidence and flow on offense and getting him in foul trouble? Does that seem like a good idea? Or maybe do you sacrifice Rudy Gobert and put him out to fr- like? That's why he's here, right? To frustrate. That's why he's here. Yeah. Opposing offensive big men. So I don't know. You tell me. and Maybe I- I'm just.
1: Overreacting. Nope. But I thought I thought finally they figured out what to do with Gobert on defense in the second half. So, this, I'm not calling you out, but I did see a tweet the other day when someone tweeted about how Ant was like, we should, like, muck it up and, like, have some hard fouls. And I, you had a funny quote tweet of it. It was like, Chris Finch got to figure some stuff out. I kind of thought they mucked it up in the second half. They did. And I kind I, – i did I tweeted out that, like, the Wolves could burn down my house – and drive my Jeep into the Pacific Ocean, but if they play like they do in the third, I'd probably just be like, "Hey, it's a misunderstanding." They played with like a sense of I don't. It's not dirty, but they they just kind of mucked it up with Gobert and or with with Jokic, and like that was all led by Gobert. I know you're not supposed to get technical fouls. It's a playoffs. It's one point, and it can hurt you. I kind of like that too. maybe a, but
0: He ran away like, a, like bad
1: technical. But I just I I think if we go back and look at this. Rudy Gobert seems like an interesting cat that we can dissect this summer or something. But he was so comfortable in Utah because everything was built around him for so many years. I mean, they drafted him, and they kind of built the whole franchise. And he gets to Minnesota, and they're going to you know, turn him into a Olajuwon or you know all this stuff. And he's never really right. And then he would just do all those things. You know how many times people listen to this in the chat are going to be like, yes, I remember every single one. Where he's like around the rim, and he goes up, and he just featherily tries to put the ball on the rim. It's like Drive he's minutes. kind of like playing volleyball, and it's just like, Drive dude, minutes, you are seven foot three. Like, come on. Uh, tonight, every dunk, it seemed like, like it was like he was doing pull-ups on the rim. He just seemed to play with an anger. And it's like, thank God, it's like yes. game eighty-six now. But it's like his defense on Jokic was you're you're just never going to slow down Jokic because as much as you might not like Phil, some of the Carl's antics or Rudy's antics or whatever, Jokic has a lot of Luca in him. He just is all over the place, flailing and i thought rudy just again kind of just not not in a dirty way but just kind of they both were physical in a sense it kind of reminded me of the euro basketball stuff where they were just kind of cheap shotting each other for 40 minutes and i think that really played a difference tonight you saw a nuggets team that got a little rattled um and if nothing else again they're down o two. two i get it they're down but if nothing if nothing else you might have found a little formula that like and this is goes back to I don't know, man, March Madness, like a 15 versus a two, just find something that you're good at, and the Wolves are good at having Anthony Edwards, and then just (laughs) muck it up. Like, just, you know, don't do dirty stuff. Don't do, like, flagrant fouls, but set the tone. That's what Kyle Anderson does all the time. And he was running through screens. Every starter on the Nuggets fell down at some point because Kyle pushed him over. And again, I just kind of like that because the Wolves, to everyone's frustration, they played six quarters of just being like, Like, it's a preseason game. or like, hey, we're just so happy to be here. And, like, there was no heart. I thought they showed real heart in that third quarter. They outscored them 40 to 23. A little, obviously, too little, too late. But after game one, I didn't really know what to say. Like, it's like, yeah, they didn't do anything right. No one looks good. Trade everyone. Tonight, you at least learned, like, all right, if we just give number one the ball and we just kind of muck it up on defense and be physical with Aaron Gordon and be physical with Jamal Murray and make them think about it a little bit, Um you can steal a game, and if you win game three on Friday at Target Center, which I know no matter what this team has shit the bed this season on so many different occasions, I know the fans are going to show up, and that place is going to be loud, and if you win that game again, it, it's a series, so tough loss, but I I just thought Rudy was really good tonight, uh, and I, I liked his kind of—I actually liked his theatrics a little bit.
0: Yeah, this was—I don't know. This was probably just considering the task at hand and the stakes. You know, this was— one of the better Rudy games of the season. Mm-hmm. I would have to kind of think back because he, because you know he's had some twenty rebound games and he's and he's been Rudy. But um, so by the way, I'm I'm just kind of following on Twitter here the post game. So Charles Barkley oh, is yeah. just savaging Carl Anthony Towns right now. I'm just paraphrasing this from people's summation, but apparently he called. Uh, well, he called Cat out for more turnovers than made baskets, and then he said Cat has quote useless height, meaning he doesn't use his height in. You know, a powerful advantage. Uh, that the halftime. I don't know if you watch the the TNT halftime, but those guys are basically lamenting the fact that they even had to watch these two Nuggets Timberwolves games. That the the playoffs have been bonkers so far, and these great games and superstars. And then you have the Nuggets and the Wolves, and it mostly turned into you know the Wolves have been non-competitive. So, I guess here's my question to you, going forward now. So yes, they are down o two. But you do have to feel good about what they unlocked in the second half. They haven't lost a home game yet. It's very feasible they could just win game three at home, and now it's a series, right? I don't Mm -hmm. think that's an unreasonable thing. They've beat the Nuggets five times in the last two years, including a bunch of times without Cat. You could argue they haven't really played with Cat the last two games. But are you somebody asked me on Twitter, hey, Mackie, I saw your hot tub take Wolves in (laughs) seven. How do you feel about that now? I said, honestly... I don't feel great about it because they you know they haven't won a game yet, but I'm not I'm not I'm not running from it. I'm not bailing on it, Kyle. If they win game three, I might double I might double down with another hot tub take Wolves in seven. We'll see. So where are you kind of at now after consuming that second half for the rest of this series?
1: I wasn't feeling good about it either because I just didn't expect to see you shirtless on my timeline the other day. Like, that just came out of nowhere. But hot tub takes are, I think you might have to trademark that. I uh, Some people did say, well, you know, they had to wipe their eyes. Is that Ryan Gosling <laughs> making Wolves
0: predictions in the hot tub? Is that uh, the Rock Dwayne Johnson? No, I, oh, it's,
1: it's Mackie. It's if Mackie, it gets to okay. game six, we're just going to do these from like a hot tub <laughs> or a pool. No, I mean, it's hard to think that this team and what we've watched all year can all of a sudden rattle off four wins in five games. Uh, but I, I mean, I don't know. It's just like, again, if you just remove the wolves and the nuggets from it, from exa- for example, like the one seed usually wins the first two games at home. You know what I mean? Like, I know this playoffs yeah. has been a little, good. And, more and then they usually
0: put the series away in five. So, <laughs> right. Yeah.
1: Exactly. But it, you saw a little bit, again, if this, if this would have been a carbon copy of, of game one, I would have been like, let's just maybe ended in three. And that way we all get a free Sunday. and the Wilder they're on, like we can watch my crack. And, uh, they showed you something tonight that's like, OK, if we just give the keys completely to the kid and then just all rally around him. Also, too, like, Phil, I know you're watching this and you see this in the game, but when Ant's on a heater, it is like it is like your friends at a roulette table or something. That just They're all like getting around you and they're all feeling hyped up about it, too. They, the Wolves don't like that's not Carl. That's not rude. There's no one else on this team that like when they start going, everyone's like, I mean, the whole bench was standing up for the whole third quarter because they couldn't. They wanted to get the best view they could of watching whatever Ant was going to do. So, in fact, it's been a while. Oh, what are Kyle. you doing? Oh my it's god! It's been a
0: while. It's time for some Anthony Edwards stat porn here on you, oh, Flagrant I, House. I think
1: I know what you have. Tell tell us though. This is a good one.
0: This is from the NBA history Twitter account. Yes, sir. Anthony Edwards,
1: hmm.
0: twenty-one years of age, two hundred fifty-eight days into his twenty-first year on Earth. Is that how the math works? Yeah, I think so. I think good so. enough for me. He's the youngest player in NBA history to record 40 plus points and five plus threes made in a playoff game. That's right. No other player in NBA history at this age has gone for 40 and five threes in a playoff game. And there is your Anthony
1: Edwards stat porn on Flagrant Howls. Mm, That's a really good stat, though. Like, I just saw the Wolves PR tweet retweeted that. Uh, Again, I, I. I can understand that some may think that this is apologetic or just grasping at, you know, hanging banners for participation trophies. This is why it matters. Like, you you said it earlier about Carl stats and his playoff games. You're starting to see, like, Ant has what now? Eight, I think, postseason games? How many times does, like, at 20 and 21, does it like, oh, bleep. Like, that's one of those guys. Like, that's one of those performances that you remember and like that you see from the guys that make all nba that you know are the considered five ten best players in the league uh it's just incredible to watch he did it if you go look at his shot chart i think he had like six threes but he also had three just he hit a fadeaway jumper on the baseline yeah. that i think he might have yelled woo before he shot it because he knew it was going in and might have to go Brady. back and
0: Michael Grady said Jordan esque. It was a very like that See, that sort of late mid late nineties Jordan, and he you know he he does we've pointed this out. He does look like Jordan with hair, yeah, physically, yeah,
1: and that was a very Jordan esque baseline fadeaway. But then yes. on his shot chart, like he also got to the rim. I think he had seven seven shots, seven mid baskets around the rim. Um, he would just kind of. Uh, they, they they went to a lot, I mean, kind of getting the exit zones. They went a lot more pick and roll tonight. I mean, they kind of got away from the Finch flow offense, which is like, oh hey, cool, that would have been awesome to start in November, not uh, April. But he just looked so comfortable. Like, I don't care if he's around the paint. Like, I don't, I don't care about anything else. Like, I'm him. Like, I am just going to get to my spots. We might not be able to guard Jamal Murray, but there was no one on the on the Nuggets that can guard him. I don't care if it's Aaron Gordon, you know, KCP, Bruce Brown. Like, no one can guard him either. And at least, again, we're grasping at straws, but at least you found that. Like, everything moving forward, like, Ant gets to to fly the plane home. Ant gets to be the first one to eat. Like, Ant gets everything moving forward because he's the guy that can not only get you 40, but can also, I mean, dude, that block on Jokic when... Like, he, like, cuts, and Rudy's kind of stranded out there, which I thought you Rudy was actually in kind of a good position. But Jokic cuts, and then he just comes and blo- – dude, he's just – and he's, like, one-third the size of Nikola Jokic. Like, Ant's so big, but Nikola Jokic is Godzilla. Uh, incredible stuff. But, yeah, 21 years old, and to put up stuff like that, uh, pretty impressive. Anything, yeah. What, what else did you – Uh, I don't know. You got anything else? I was just yes. happy that Rudy got a T. <laughs> that made me happy. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I,
0: I feel like – but- Okay, was he running at an official? To me he was running away from a frustrating situation, a very ticky tack foul. He ran, maybe he yelled something, but if you're running away, of course, was not Ed Malloy on the court tonight. And any crew involving Ed Malloy is hypersensitive and quick to pull a trigger, so it's probably
1: Yeah, happened, I though. I also think too, uh and we I find myself at times being like I can't believe I have to talk myself into this, but I actually the officials tonight were I would say terrible, but I think they were pretty terrible both ways i think maybe nugget 60 40 but this the third quarter was so fun because it was high level basketball on both ends and then the fourth quarter it got back to grifting for fouls and floppy i mean mike conley does it too like call a spade a spade but just terrible like backing into guys and doing all this stuff it's like we just want to watch really good basketball but yeah. um yeah the, the ed Malloy stuff again was just he was on he was podium game ed Malloy tonight
0: I will say just a couple other things on Anthony Edwards. I loved how much he attacked the rim. He's just, yep, yep. you know, sometimes the, the missed layups can drive you a little crazy with him. But tonight, there might have been one or two, but he was mostly just nails, just Euro stepping, plowing his way through traffic like a running back. He did get some whistles. He got to the free throw line eight times. It still feels like sometimes it, he goes under whistled because he's, he's, a, right. dude, he's absorbing so much contact. So he'll take a bump in the lane, a, you know, like a body check. And, and he'll still get the layup up, and he'll hit the ground and kind of put his arms up because he felt the contact. But it doesn't look like he if, – if you watch it at full speed, it doesn't look like he was hit. And then the replay shows, oh, he actually ping-ponged off two bodies. Those were definitely blocking fouls. So, I don't know. I just – Anthony Edwards, again, is six years away from his peak. And in today's instant gratification, social media, I am guilty of this as someone who talks for hours a day on a microphone – And as someone who grew up with basically the 1991 Twins World Series, as I was five or six years old. So I I have grown up, and I want a title from someone. So I'm impatient, too. But no matter what happens in this series, and again, call us homers, call me Pollyanna, I'm going to be mad at Cat. I'm going to rant about him if he keeps doing this, rest assured. But the fact that Anthony Edwards is going to be on this team for another he's going to sign a probably a max contract this mm-hmm. offseason that's mm-hmm. going to carry him another five or six years this is a slow burn yep. it's going to be a slow burn maybe they haven't figured out the pieces around him yet maybe by the way we can address this tim conley might not even be the guy putting the pieces around him <laughs> going forward because there's some reports he's from washington dc that job just opened up can you dude can you imagine Let's say they get bounced in four or five games here and it just kind of it just puts a stamp on a buzzkill season. He makes that trade a year ago. They take a step back and he says, ah, thanks for the uh doubling of my paycheck." I want to I want to Pete that would be so savage if that dude went to the Wizards after one year making that
1: trade and then bailing one year later. <laughs> if Tim Connolly within 40 24 months goes from Nikola Jokic to Anthony Edwards, to kyle kuzma then we should just drug test him like we should be like or we should check him out because if that man wants to do that uh you know i understand everyone's from somewhere but if he wants to go dig out that washington wizards franchise uh good luck i i not to self-promote but as someone who just recently got a promotion and took a new job shout out to me well, uh, you. i uh would have no problem quitting that job if the wolves would like me to run the team because i would just pay Jaden and Ant and then give josh mine on a lot of minutes and probably trade one of my big guys
0: would you be what, what would your emotions be if it was announced in a month from now hey tim just really wants to go back to washington dc yeah he just uh, just feels like it's a better fit for him and his family if if he be if he left and became the pobo of the wizards what would your emotions be on that day <laughs>
1: Phil, I've told you since like last July, I'm just the whole point of this pod is to not like get canceled or have it affect my personal life. Uh, so I'm not <laughs> sure I'm ready to comment on that. Uh, but I don't know. We'll see. I mean, we got a shout out to like Mackie and Judd, like Doogie was on this from the start. He said that, you know, if a job opened up in the East next year, I think everyone was shocked that it opened up this year. I don't really know how Tim Connolly gets out of a four or five year deal after year one. I know there's some stuff and maybe in year two he can do. But uh, I don't know. Again, I just I don't. I don't know if I if I got to fly in the team plane and make a bunch of money and wear the team gear and I watched Anthony Edwards at 21 do what he did. If I was like, yeah, you know what? I'd rather go try to build around Bradley Beal and live closer to Maryland. No, no offense to our Maryland listeners, but uh, they
0: have great I, crab cakes. They yeah, great I crab. Mean, if listen, you're a crab cake guy, you, know, you make hey to listen, man. You get
1: nine million dollars a year and maybe a potential stake in ownership. You can probably have crab cakes delivered to your front door. So, uh, <laughs> that guy shouldn't have a problem. But no, you know, I was looking. I was just looking at the box score still, and like there, there, there was that one play. Again, it's not all we just went 30 minutes on Ant. Still some stuff. Let's do another that... 30 on Ant. Screw it. <laughs> there was that one play, and I, and I, I really have to, because we're going to get into this, because they're going to probably lose the series by mathematical percentages. Um, but they had that weird spot where Finch had a really good challenge in the first half to keep yes. Ant alive. Mm-hmm. Um, when he gets that fourth foul, it's a block, third foul. There's one second left on the shot clock. The Wolves have no idea what they're doing. Torian Prince, like, switches off at the last second, and Jokic hits a three that was kind of like, not very often, Phil, do you challenge a made two, win the challenge, and then give up a three. Um, But we're going to, because I saw it again in the first half, and we'll probably talk about it next week and this weekend and stuff, like the Fire Finch stuff. Um, Every time I watch Ant do what he did, I just want to remember that, like, if, if you don't think this is going to work, let's examine this this summer, and that's what the value of the playoffs is, and see why it's not working. Because Monday and Tuesday when this team was practicing, I was talking to Dane, and you can see like all the video stuff. Like Ant literally just said on Monday that he thinks Chris Finch is the best coach in the world. Now, probably not, but if that man wants that guy to coach him, and I just said that he should fly the team plane home, like I, I'm a little hesitant. Again, we'll talk about that down the road. But I yeah, just, I, I'd fight I just, you on
0: that because I don't want a 21-year-old who's never been coached by Spolstra, Teron, Liu. He doesn't. He doesn't know. I like that. I like that he's vouching for Finch and he's not creating friction. But an adult in the room might say, "Hey, because this is what, dude. This is what happened with Cat for a long time. It kind of felt like they were placating a little bit. Well, Cat really likes Ryan, so let's put Ryan in as the head coach because those guys get along. Well, okay." But then, oh, if they fire Ryan, is Cat going to get mad? No, Cat actually loved Finch when they brought him in. So if if an adult in the room thinks that there's a better coach for Anthony Edwards, I think everyone should be open to making
1: that happen. No, and that that's smart. You're smarter than me. My thing is is that if you fire Finch, and I, like I, we're not at that point now. We'll talk about that in a week or so. But if you fire Finch, to me it says that you're then doubling down on running it back and trying to make two bigs work. It's kind of my thing. It's like... What if we what if the two bigs is the thing that just doesn't work? Or one of these guys just isn't a winning player or is aged out or whatever. Like, I don't want to start making other mistakes yeah. that aren't directly related to like, hey, let's cut off my arm. But it's like, actually, dude, you have one lung. Like, let's fix the lung, right? Like let's let's focus on what's actually the problem. But that was something because I saw Ant kind of praise Finch the other day. But uh yeah, they they still that first half, those first 24 minutes, they just they uh, they'll keep you six five in the first couple of minutes of the first quarter, but they just give up these massive leads. They look like they don't know how to play basketball. Torian Prince, who I think you said had a, like what he had a pretty good night. He moved in the starting lineup. He had that foul on Michael Porter Jr. He, he to start the really fourth.
0: Bad. He also didn't he space out too there. He left he left Jokic wide open at the end of the shot clock for a and three at one point.
1: He yeah, he just hasn't been right. I don't know mentally. He just has not been the vet that you would hope for him to be. Uh, Out on the court, I don't know if he's just trying to kind of fill a Jaden role and a TP role at the same time, but he just had a couple moves. It's like the Wolves went into that third quarter. I mean, Mike Malone was literally swearing at his guys in that huddle, and then for them to come out in the first possession and get that four point play, even though it was kind of a kickout, was was a tough look. But yeah, tonight was tonight was uh, a good reminder. To sum it up on my end, at least, of what you have in a twenty one year old in Anthony Edwards and what you miss in a 22-year-old in Jaden is because mm-hmm. I think yeah. if Jaden was on the team tonight they don't close with two bigs uh I'm pretty sure of it actually and it would have been interesting to see you know Ant cooking on one end and Jaden trying to cook on the other end because there isn't a player in the league right now that is probably I don't know if I have to someone in the chat looks up I don't think a player's ever dropped 40 on Jaden so I don't think Jamal Murray is dropping 40 on him but credit to him that's what we said after game 1 it's like Jamal Murray has that look in his eye he looks like bubble Jamal Murray and tonight Again, he uh, he was a flamethrower, and when you look at his teammates, like no one else could really hit threes or space the floor like he was. He kind of did it all. So shout out to him. Yeah, and and Nas
0: too. You know, what does this look like if you have Jaden yeah, and Nas, true. just two ultimate energy guys that that you know? Are, do they have bad games too? I, again, I think game one. I think the way that most of those guys came out lethargically, I think you get beat in game one no matter what. But if you had your full allotment, game two probably goes differently. You steal one in Denver, but as it stands, they're down o two. Um, if you're hanging out with us right now, thank you. Please click the subscribe button and the like button on the score North YouTube channel. It helps spread the word about what we're building here at score North on flagrant house. We also have a live, I think it's still going right now, a live judge, judge hockey show on like. the score North YouTube channel. So we're here hanging out with you as the clock goes past midnight central time. So I have one final thought here that we haven't gotten to. It has nothing to do with the Timberwolves game tonight, but D'Angelo Russell went two for 11 (laughs) in the Lakers loss. He now is shooting 34% in 13 career playoff games. And I'm not saying this to bury D'Angelo Russell. I'm saying this to bury the people that called me and anyone a casual who dare suggested Mike Conley was a better fit for this team. You were wrong. And you're the casual.
1: Anyone listening to, to this, anyone listening to this knows that I'm pretty much an idiot. But uh, I watch these games with my wife, unfortunately. I don't know why she does it because uh, I'm terrible to be with. But uh, she pointed out to me, she's like, man, th- the Wolves probably would have won that series last year with number 10. I was like, well, that's a really good take. They probably would have won that series last year against the Grizzlies with Mike Conley. Uh, mm-hmm. He's phenomenal. He's phen- He, I, There's no way a guy that's older than me should be running around screens like he does. He knows when to hit big threes. He knows when to hit that floater. He know he's really now the only one other than Kyle who knows how to unlock Rudy. Uh, he he was fantastic tonight, and D'Angelo Russell was quite the opposite of that. Uh, so it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see. I think Finch found a couple things tonight. It, he's basically just trying to not play Rudy and Carl at the same time, which is I don't know, man. You you, you can you, can you, can oh, you imagine <laughs> you overpaid for this house we've joked about for nine months. It's like imagine if you're like, hey, we got this house, but we know we overpaid for it but we can't open the garage door past nine. Like, that's kind of what it's like to not play Carl and Rudy together. It's just like, you did all this stuff to get this, and now it's like, you're not trying to do it, but...
0: We're, we're married, but we really need to only spend about three hours out of 24 together, or it's just, the marriage is not gonna work. So, that sounds good. So great. we'll wake up in the morning, maybe hang out for like 45 minutes, and then uh, watch a Netflix show at night. Otherwise, we
1: cannot be together. I haven't worked here long enough, but I would say that if, uh, in the honor of write that down, I just have this feeling... That if they, they're they going to look at the tape and they're going to be like, I think mucking it up might have worked. I think elbowing Jokic in the face, just rattling him a little bit. I mean, because that's the thing, too, is he just plays on cruise control because he, he is a Porsche that just drives at a high speed. He is so good. I mean, he is really good. He's a tough hang, I'm sure, but he is so good. But when he's a little jolted or when he's a little off his game or he's falling mm-hmm. down or he's, he's doing what you don't like about Carl, right? Like turning to the officials and getting on them. I think Jokic falls out on Friday. I think I would I wouldn't I would be I think they're gonna hunt him and pick and roll even more, mm-hmm. make him work as hard as he has to on defense. And I wouldn't be surprised if the Wolves maybe get a, a little better whistle on Friday. Uh and that'll change everything. But yeah, you gotta win Friday. I mean Friday is the must win game. Yes, you would play on Sunday if you have tickets, you can still go, but you lose Friday, it's over. So we'll see what this team has in them. Uh again, when you have no expectations, they surprise you and you Ask them to get the garbage. They just throw the trash on the floor. So that's, that's the new slogan here. Just
0: have zero expectations for <laughs> games three and games four. And maybe is they'll nifty. surprise you. 50 is nifty to <laughs> don't expect anything. Well, thanks to everyone for hanging out with us here. We appreciate it greatly. And uh, we're going to be back at you. So you're going to be in the Twin Cities for yep. games three and four. Yep. I hear there's, uh, there's other luminaries coming to town here. It's going to be a fun, festive weekend. Hopefully the Wolves can... Make it more than a four-game series, but uh, you likely will be doing the post-game shows with me from from courtside or wow. the media
1: row after Game Three and Game Four. So we'll see. I'll try we'll to see how it that out.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I'll try to. I'm not very tech savvy, but uh, I won't have a hat on. I'll have some hair gel, a free water. Oh, classic, Kyle. And maybe the maybe they'll win. Maybe they'll win. But yeah, I I really at halftime was like, ugh, when what's the cancellation policy on Delta flights? Um. But that third quarter is all I need. I'm a sick human being, Phil Mackey, and all I need is 12 good minutes of Timberwolves <laughs> basketball, and I'm willing to spend my whole weekend in Minneapolis. So uh, let's Amazing, get it. man. All right, for, uh, for Kyle, I'm Phil. This is your favorite
0: Timberwolves lifestyle podcast, Flagrant Howls on Score North.